1: So I hope all is well with you. Back from furlough with more furlough to come on the docket uh, as we uh, close out those furlough days. But while I was away, while I was off my perch as the watchdog of the overnight here, we had a big transaction. And several brigadier generals reached out demanding some hot takes on the big news of the last couple of days here. And we're talking about Cam Newton, which has been the talk of the town in our little sports radio world. And I can't imagine how you could have missed this, but there always are a few people that suffer from amnesia. Uh, Cam Newton reaching a contractual agreement with the New England Patriots, if you've been in the dark somewhere. And this, this is the first time in NFL history that a quarterback who won an MVP award has replaced a quarterback who had won an MVP award, although there have been other examples in the past where teams have lost an MVP and gotten an MVP. So it's a bit of semantics here. And the conversation is about the dynamic, which is obvious, involving Bill Belichick and the Patriot Way and Cam Newton, which certainly appear to be an oil and water situation when you combine those two, two entities, Cam Newton on one side and Bill Belichick on the other. So let us discuss uh, the question, what are the chances that Cam Newton starts the season as the man for the Patriots? Now, we know he's getting the opportunity to be the man, but you can't guarantee he's going to be that man in 2020. So what are the odds? Now, I'm going to set the line at minus 150. Right Minus 150, which implies only a 60% chance that Cam Newton is right in the frying pan in Foxborough from Jump Street in New England. So I've got Woody Allen, Tidwell, and Crash Test. And we will lock all these things together. Let's see how quick... On the trigger, our staff is here. Roberto, number one. Number one. Very good. So, New England, we know they're, they're their own ecosystem. they got their own ecosystem going on with the Patriots. They've been that way for many, many years. And there have been a few players that have had a seamless transition to playing for the Patriots. Mostly the names that pop out are Rodney Harrison, who had spent a lot of time with the Chargers and another former San Diego Charger, Junior Seau. Randy Moss would be on the list of good acquisition. Uh, players acquired by the, by the Patriots, uh, Seau and Moss in particular, uh, amazing. Roddy Harrison had a good run, as I said. But there's a laundry list. There's a long list of guys who could not handle the Patriot way, in air quotes. Uh, that includes Steven Jackson who was used and abused, mostly by the St. Louis Rams, spent a little time at Atlanta, went to the Patriots. It was a hot mess. Reggie Wayne, who got paid half a million dollars to go to training camp, and I don't think he even made it through training camp, the former Indianapolis Colt, who was a bustamundo with the Patriots. How about Chad Ochocinco? We I love the idea of Chad Ochocinco with the Patriots until I actually saw Chad Ochocinco with the Patriots. How about Albert Hainsworth? He, Fat Albert, lived up to his name there with the Patriots. Michael Bennett's another one. We can go on and on. So which basket will Cam Newton fall into? That is the obvious question. That's the great mystery. There is no guarantee that this goes past training camp. Signed essentially, we've only got a day to go until the month of July here, so signed essentially around July 1st, and this could all be over by – the end of August could all be over for Cam Newton. There's a 40% chance that this does not end up in harmony between Cam Newton and the Patriots. And they say, bye-bye. We'll get rid of you. Bye-bye. And they'll kick his ass out and he will not be the starting quarterback. And it's one of those, it's either his way or the highway. Meaning if Cam Newton is not the starter, He is not going to be the cabana boy for Jared Stidham. He's not going to hold the clipboard. They're not going to consummate the relationship, meaning starter, then he's going to get released at the end of training camp. So I'm going 40% chance that he doesn't even make the roster and they end up releasing him. 60% chance that he starts, so the odds are still in favor of Cam Newton starting. Uh, for the New England Patriots, but we know he wants to be a starter. Everyone wants to be a starter. It's more fun to be a starter. Sucks being a backup. And the other thing you have to understand, he had no other options. I think it's pretty obvious now that all those rumors that were popping up from time to time about Team X being interested in Cam Newton, bunch of poppycock, right? bunch of poppycock, and none of them are real. Uh, And he, he didn't have any other avenue to go down. The Patriots gig is, in theory, wide open. Now, Jared Stidham, who had been propped up by the media to cover the Patriots as the starter, and I bought into the hype. I still buy into the hype. But Bill Belichick clearly is having second thoughts about that, or someone above Bill Belichick is having second thoughts. But the stubborn as a mule, Coach Belichick, Jared Stidham still got to win the job. Now, it is no small task in the kingdom of curmudgeon, which is where the Patriots reside. This allows Cam Newton, he gets his foot in the door, but remember the old line, Woody Allen, he's credited with the quote that 90% of life is showing up, and that works both ways. It cuts both ways, right? It cuts for the Patriots in Cam Newton showing up, Jared Stidham also showing up, and some some reports he's been out uh, in Texas having a grand old time there and that upset some people ruffled some feathers with the patriots and one thing led to another but in this particular case like cam newton now at least he's been given the key code to get into the patriot facility so he's now he's got that in his back pocket now he's got to take advantage of the opportunity now the second thing here uh, cam newton took a redonkulously small contract because this is simply a means to an end. That's why you take that deal. And it's it's not like he's a bridge over troubled waters because he's got his own troubled waters considering the last couple of years in Carolina, and he has been trending the wrong direction. It's not like he just had an, an off injured season. It was going the wrong way. It was going the wrong uh, speed in Carolina. And when you toss on top of everything else, the reputation, right? Oh, the dreaded reputation, and then the injury history and all that. It's the perfect storm, is what it is. It's the perfect storm, and we all know human beings are wired pretty much the same way. It doesn't matter your race or whatever. We all look out for ourselves, right? Everyone looks out for themselves, and Cam Newton is thinking that he is going to put the razzle dazzle in the footsteps of Tom Brady, and he'll reestablish himself. And presto, here I am. Look at me roar. I'm Cam Newton. Just like that. And he'll stick it to the Carolina Panthers and all that. It's going to be wonderful and sunshine and lollipops. He's going to be a supernova. Cam Newton, the supernova again in the NFL. And then you wake up, right? But before you wake up, the Patriots or some other team will quote Rod Tidwell from the iconic movie back in the day, show me the money, right? And they will show him the money, and he'll get paid a ton of cash, all because of this. But, again, it's just a means to an end. That's all it is. And he is there from the Patriots' perspective. If he comes back and he's healthy and plays well, Cam Newton clearly is the, the option you would go with. There's a lot of ifs there. You don't bet on ifs. My experience is when you bet on ifs, you often look like a schmuck. You look like a schmuck when you bet on ifs. You do it all the time. But the Patriots look at this. like If he's great, wonderful, he gets to play, he's insurance, and at least this will motivate Jared Stidham. Giddy up, right? Giddy up for Jared Stidham. What if he ends up puking on the job? What if Jared Stidham can't play? I I would play Stidham right away. That was what I would do. But clearly the Patriots feel differently. And now they have another avenue to go down. More importantly, just between you and I, it is not Brian Hoyer. You don't want to go down Brian Horner. That's a bad avenue to go down Brian Horner. Our final point. Who? It's going to be fascinating to see how this works out. And while I am at 60%, the the reason I'm at 60% with Cam Newton being the starter for the Patriots is as I've laid out to you, I do not believe that he's healthy. uh, And I don't care how many sizzle reels he puts up on social media. I will believe it when I see it on the field. A square peg in a round hole is another way to describe this. And Cam Newton, because of the way that he played with the reckless abandon, has been a crash test dummy in his NFL career. He has been just annihilated by defensive players. And the numbers have been bad going back the last 18 games. So last year, he only played a couple games. The year before that, I think he played 14. And so that goes back. A good stretch of time. Cam Newton, 25 touchdowns, 18 interceptions over his last 18 regular season games. He has been an average to below average NFL quarterback in that stretch. His passer rating at 86. He's been sacked all over the place. The, The timing has been an issue. He's fumbled 11 times in the last 18 games. And those are the negative plays. And you don't need me to, to preach to you You know, you don't need me to preach to you. Belichick will crucify a quarterback that continues to have those negative plays and he'll give Belichick an ulcer, which you might like and might enjoy watching. But as Michael Buffer would say, you've got Belichick over here, you got Cam Newton over here, and Michael Buffer would say, let's get ready to rumble because get your popcorn ready. From a strategical standpoint, The Patriots would be better off going with Jared Stidham long-term assuming he can play. That's a big assumption to make. It's a big if. We all know quarterbacks on a rookie contract are worth their weight in gold. It's not even up for debate. Worth their weight in gold. The risk with playing Cam Newton is that you have short-term success and long-term agony, meaning what if Cam Newton goes out and actually plays well? and has an epiphany, and the Patriots figure things out on offense, and he plays great, and he's better than Tom Brady is in in Tampa, Rather, then the pressure is to overpay after one bounce-back season for Cam Newton. But the Patriots don't normally operate like that, so then Cam Newton would leave as a free agent, and you would get a draft pick as compensation. Now, ideally, the plan would be for Stidham to beat out Newton, either to start the season or by some arbitrary marker, say week seven or week eight of the regular season, and then going forward, the Patriots would be set for the next couple years because Jared Stidham uh, cheap, and he's not going to be a free agent again and get all this more money on top of money and all that.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
4: iHeartRadio app.
1: back at it again this hour and lost in the haze of Cam Newton going to New England which is the number one sports story that everyone's been talking about here the last couple days is some old-fashioned punishment specifically the Patriots punishment for videotape related violations some in the football media dubbing it spygate 2.0 and the the Patriot video crew i'm sure you've heard about this before I'm bringing it up now, but the Patriot video crew was caught illegally filming the Bengals sidelines before the Patriots were going to play the Bengals, uh, and they were ostensibly recording footage for the website Do Your Job, the Patriots website that had a series called Do Your Job, and the crew was there in theory to record a day in the life of an advanced scout for the Patriots. Well, it obviously, it didn't work out that way. The Browns-Bengals game, and some overzealous Bengal employee said, "Oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing here!" And uh, and then uh, made a federal case out of it. Now, the Patriots admitted there was some wrongdoing right away. They admitted culpability right away. They they claimed that it was an independent contractor that was doing it who overstepped. Uh, his requirements or the request of the Patriots to the to record that. So anyway, as a result, the NFL stripped the Patriots. Here's the punishment of a 2021 third-round draft pick. Find them 1.1 million. Also, the Patriot production crews are now banned. They are Kind of like the NBA's is banned from China. The Patriot video crew is banned from shooting any games during the 2020 season. Uh, also, senior club officials, this is my favorite part, senior club officials are going to have to undergo required training on league operation and game policies. So they're going to indoctrinate the, uh, the Patriot executives there and some of the front office people. They're going to throw them and say, it's kind of like going back to the DMV and you're like, hey, you got a ticket, so you have to take your driver's training over again is what you have to do. Okay. So anyway, why am I bringing this up right now? This story happened a couple of days ago. Well, it led to several dingleberries while I was away from deep in the heart of Texas who contacted me. You know who you are. I will – I should name the guilty. Is what I should do. But uh, I didn't write down the names. Anyway, uh, but the, the main gist of the response was, hey, Mallor, you need to condemn – the Patriots, because what they did is worse than the Astros, and you'll never admit it. You'll never admit it because you're a Dodger lapdog and blah, 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 blah. Now, I am going to start this by saying it is obviously low-hanging fruit, but that is the most delicious fruit. Low-hanging fruit is the most delicious. So I'm going to take debate. bait. You think you've, you're going to say, ah, oh, I got you, Mallard. No, you didn't get me, right? So toss-up question. More despicable professional sports franchise in terms of cheating, the Patriots or the Astros? The answer, the Astros. That's the answer. Now, I've got the rule of drama, taste test, and neurosis. And we will combine all these things together. Now, first of all, the Patriots, who have dabbled in gamesmanship over the years, and we've highlighted this many times in the last 20 years, Fox Sports Radio has been on the air. Uh, they have been dinged repeatedly. It's like a bunch of fender benders the Patriots have picked up uh, over the years. Bill Belichick is somebody that has believed in the mantra that you push the envelope. That's the battle cry. You push the envelope. He does not mind doing a tap dance over some hot coals. That Belichick's not afraid of that. And in each situation. All right, each situation individually, things involving the Patriots were often blown completely out of proportion. And it gets twisted into this Greek tragedy. Uh, and it's the rule of drama, right? You know the rule of drama. Things are always going to be more drawn out, messy, unpredictable, and complicated than they need to be. That is the rule of drama. That is it. And you had the original Spygate the unapproved sideline location for filming, and keep in mind that videotaping your opponent, whether it be on offense or defense, doesn't matter, Right during a game, that is actually not prohibited by the NFL, even today. Even today, it's not prohibited. Uh, however, there are certain places in the stadium where you are allowed and not allowed to film Of course, anybody that had half a brain, the Patriots could have easily circumvented that. Any team can circumvent it. How do you get around that? Right? You strategically buy a ticket for a team employee, but you put them in the crowd, dressed in the hometown team's gear, and they are free to record whatever they want because they're not with a Patriot credential. In this case, talking about the Patriots. Now, you also had some of the other controversy. You had the walkthrough gate. That was 18 years ago now. Before the Rams played the greatest show on turf, the old St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Rams and Patriots rather played in that Super Bowl. Now that that was also a bunch of fake news. The Boston Herald admitted as much. In fact, they apologized on the front and back page of the Boston Herald that they screwed up that particular story. Then more recently, you had the Deflate Gate, 2015 AFC title game. It's already been five years, uh, and that was that was absurd the underinflated footballs and the Colts who were absolutely beaten like a drum. That was back before Andrew Luck quit on football, but they were beaten like a drum. And those initial reports, Chris Mortensen completely botched that. He said that 11 of the 12 Patriot footballs were deflated by two PSI below the legal requirement. When the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. Now, later on, Chris Mortensen's sloppy work was corrected. State-sponsored NFL Network corrected what Mortensen had incorrectly reported that only one of the 11 footballs was two PSI under the limit. That's a big difference between 11 of 12 and then one of the actual 11. So he got the the number wrong. Both numbers were wrong. And there were a few that were just like a a tick under and all that stuff. And I I don't want to go down this road again because I spent a lot of time and we have a lot of drops from that era of the show. But in that investigation, the it was determined that Indianapolis broke a written league rule. They actually tested the air pressure of the football that was intercepted by, I forget who it was, one of the Patriots defensive players intercepted Tom Brady during the game. And the Colts were not punished. They went unpunished for that. The NFL kind of looked the other way. And then just to finish up here, the independent investigation that found that this was a nothing burger, that the, the the balls, the Patriots' footballs, declined about what was expected based on the ideal gas law, which I have not mentioned in, in some time here. And the, the Colts' footballs declined by less. So if you go by that measure, the pressure of the Colts' footballs in that 2015 Deflategate mumbo-jumbo – was actually statistically higher than expected, which implied that the Colts kept their footballs in a warm room when they were measured. And all you have to know about how that story was, was bogus is that the NFL announced that they were going to mark down the PSI levels of every football for the following season, and they were going to have a follow-up investigation. I'm still waiting. It's now five years later and Nothing. But you get the point. All right, now, secondly, the Astros have no such avenue of escape. None. Their DNA is everywhere. There is blood all over the crime scene. Any success that this recent vintage of the Astros has had is phony. It's fraudulent. It's fake. It's a cubic zirconia. It's not a diamond. The entire franchise's foundation, built on quicksand, So let's call a spade a spade here. In a blind side-by-side taste test, if you do the side-by-side, the Astros look much worse than the Patriots. It's not my opinion. It's a fact. The Astros, any success they've had is a byproduct of tanking, right? If you say, well, I'll overlook the cheating, it's the franchise charter Okay, it's a franchise charter. They took the easy road. They did not attempt to field a competitive baseball team for years to get high draft picks. 2011 to 2013, Astros lost 106, 107, 111 games. Had nobody watching their games on television. 0.0 rating in the Houston market. But they got high draft picks. They took a page out of Sam Hinkie's playbook from the 76ers. And then the year they, in air quotes, right, won the World Series, they were proven cheated. They cheated, right? Now, in comparison, the Patriots, what they did is mostly benign things. The Astros literally and figuratively are the dirtier in a side-by-side comparison. It's indisputable. In the 2017 MLB-produced World Series video, You could see the table, the very table where the Astros set up their espionage during the World Series. So Jose Altuve, Bouve, George Springer, that's Chris and San Antonio's wife's favorite Astro, Alex Bregman, and all the rest of those Houston hobos, all of them They've all got the stank on them, and it, it comes from the horse's mouth, right? comes from the horse's mouth. The great whistleblower, Mike Fires, who gave a tutorial on the five Ws, the who, what, where, when, why, and how, if you want, of what happened in that cheating scandal. The Astros were playing by a different set of rules. Bang, and- bang. Say what you want about the Patriots. They were caught videotaping in a wrong location in the stadium. And the the PSI thing was complete bullcrap. That was complete bullcrap, as proven by the NFL's lack of continuing down that path because they realized there was nothing to it. So, But the Astros, what they did, it, it's tangible. It's proven. All right, final thought. So the, the Patriots' reputation proceeds. And it actually helps them out and gives them this bizarre competitive advantage. What do I mean by that? What kind of competitive advantage do they have? NFL teams and the league office itself, this goes all the way to the very top in NFL circles, suffer this neurosis of PDS, Patriot Derangement Syndrome. And it's extreme paranoia. Is what it is. And if you read or hear enough of the same thing sooner or later, we all begin to believe what we hear and read, whether or not it's true. Right? Famous quote It's accurate. The Patriots are a case study in this case, right? Because uh, always thinking that Bill Belichick is up to something nefarious, even when it's not proven true. Beating the Patriots is like solving the Rubik's Cube for these NFL teams. And New England was not built on tanking, and that's the major difference here. The Patriots have dabbled in gamemanship, but what the Astros did was blatant. It was over the top. There's no apology accepted at all. The Patriots, though, when they built this thing up, they didn't take the shortcut. They did not. There was no tanking required. In fact, head-to-head, the Patriots have actually been punished for their perceived transgressions, unlike the Astros, who got not even a slap on the wrist, not even a mosquito bite for the Astros. Rob Manford, the gutless, spineless commissioner of baseball, closed his eyes, covered his mouth, and he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to deal with it spineless. But the Patriots have been bunched. They've lost over the years now, two first-round picks, A third round and a fourth round pick have been lost as compensation. And that matters more in football draft picks than in baseball. Patriots uh, have been dinged a ton in that particular department. But listen, that is a ringing endorsement of the Patriots. When you think about the difference comparing and contrasting the Astros in baseball. And the Patriots in football. And the, the, despite not having all the draft picks, despite not being built on a foundation of quicksand, the tanking, they are the flower that continues to bloom in adversity. And, and that is the, the most beautiful flower out there. When you think about all the, the crap that people have been throwing at the Patriots, and they have mastered the bare necessities of winning. And Houston hasn't won anything that isn't tainted, right? The the, the franchise is dirty, 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 all the way through, all of it. Be sure to catch live
6: editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
8: To start listening. Here we go.
6: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
1: All right, Coop de where
9: we have here? Well, Matt Ryan appeared on a uh, podcast over the weekend when he called himself the best quarterback in the NFC South. Well, now, normally this would be a laughable statement, Ben, but with the age of uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees and the inexperience of Teddy Bridgewater,
1: could that actually be true for the first time? Well, the way I see it, no. I mean, a you are what you produce. Matt Ryan has mastered the art of stat stuffing. He's like Russell Westbrook of the you know, the NBA does that, and and Matt Ryan, obviously in the NFL, is different. But the Falcons in games they've been boat raced. He's put up some some solid numbers in garbage time. I, I would still put Drew Brees ahead of him. Brees has fallen apart late in the season, the last couple of years. He didn't play well in the playoffs. He uh, got outplayed by Kirk Cousins and uh, Jared Goff also for uh, parts of that game against the Rams a couple years ago. But I still put him ahead of Matt Ryan. I, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan are about a push, about a push. So I, I'd say Ryan's better than Teddy Bridgewater going in. And B, clearly Matt Ryan is going with the legal definition of the term best, which means as good as everyone else in that category, like a sandwich, but not in real life. Next! Uh, Brandon
9: Marshall was on the herd late last week when he said that he thinks the Packers wasted Aaron Rodgers' career. He implied if they were more aggressive, they should have won more than one Super Bowl. Ben, do you agree
1: with him? No, I don't agree with that. The Packers were often overrated during the salad days of Aaron Rodgers' run. And they are the the definition of, uh, the epitome of paper tiger status. And the, the one Super Bowl they won, they had like 17 guys on injured reserve, so that was a bit of a fluke when they won. Those other teams were often overrated, product of playing some bad teams in the division. All right, next! There was a report this weekend that the NBA
9: teams not invited to the bubble want to have televised games in a separate bubble.
1: Ben, obviously this is about money, but do you think enough players would be in? All right, so the whole bubble thing, there's only room for one bubble. This this is DOA, first of all. The NBA Ownership Council already voted these terrible teams. You're not invited. You're not part of the fraternity. Sorry, you're not one of the cool kids. And secondly, this is a, a television ratings thing. Nobody wants to watch crappy basketball teams in their own little bubble. It's absurd. All right, how do we do, Koopa Loop? Ben, you pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner with time to spare at the buzzer.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Here we go. Hit that button. Now, (laughs) Mallard's Mountain of Money. Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top?
1: Probably not. All right, quick introduction. Let's welcome in our contestants. We have a ringer from South Florida right out of the cemetery. The Crypt Keeper, Lenny. Hello, Lenny. the oh, Michigan of
9: sugar uh, of Mr. Gus.
1: There you go. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Easy for you yeah, to say, took Lenny. A, took a minute. <laughs> I got you. All right. Everything good with you, Lenny? Yes? Oh, it's good, buddy. All right. Hold on a sec, Lenny. You're going to be one of our contestants. We have Dustin in Milwaukee. Hello, Dustin. Hey, what's up, guys? How's everything in Milwaukee this morning. Uh, it's all right. Just getting home from work. All right. What kind of work do you do, Dustin? What kind of job uh, do you do? Uh, assistant
6: General Manager at a Taco Bell.
1: Oh, yeah? How many Was business booming tonight at the Taco Bell in Milwaukee? Do you guys sell a lot of food? A little slow. A little slow. Oh, really? Is it easier now that it's only, dri- it only drive through there, or the re- is it restaurant uh, open?
6: We just opened our lobby back up for like to-go orders recently, so it's kind of hard to get back in the swing of things, but it's going all right. I got you.
1: All right, all right. Very cool. Hold on a sec, Dustin. And I had we'll Taco go... Bell for dinner last night. You should
9: have. Yeah, I had con- it
4: every
8: night.
1: Racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> D- Dustin doesn't sound like that. You don't sound like you're a big fan of that, Dustin. Do you? Yeah. you? Uh, you gotta get creative. I understand. I understand. All right, uh, Lenny. Who do you want to partner up with, Lenny? Uh, we got to go, Lenny and Benny show. The Lenny and Benny show. All right, Lenny. I'm with you. And Dustin. Who? Who, who do you want to partner up with, Dustin? All uh, right, give me Coop. All right, the Team Taco Bell. And what what are the categories here we have? It's the Gary Busey edition. Is that right? That is correct. He turned
9: 76 years old yesterday. He's old.
1: Wow, 76,
9: man. The uh, categories are the Buddy Holly story, lethal weapon, point break, and rookie of the year.
1: All right, let's pick the categories real quick. Lenny, which category do you want, Lenny? Let's go point break. Point break. All right. And Dustin, which one do you want?
6: Uh, we'll go Rookie of the Year.
1: All right, those are the categories that have been selected. Everyone stay in place there. We will have Mallers Mountain of Money in its entirety. We'll get to that, and we will do it
6: next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Mallor Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
1: And right into it we go. It is now on, like Donkey Kong, Mallers Mountain of Money. The teams have been set. If you're new to the show, welcome. It's me, Ben, with Lenny. Lenny's in South Florida and we've got Team Taco Bell, Loop, and Dustin in Milwaukee, who feels like he Everybody would like to see – it sounds like he would like to see Taco Bell expand their menu even more so he has more food options yeah. to eat. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's play the Racist. game. Lenny, Lenny uh, this category, these athletes' contracts were so bad, it's like they were robbing a bank, okay? All right. All right, we'll put 45 seconds on the clock. First and last name we need. You're on your way and uh, go. A quarterback for the Falcons known for dogfighting. Dogfighting? Uh, Michael Vick. Correct. A star for the St. Louis Cardinals who left to go to the Angels and then fell off the map. First baseman? Luis Pujos. No, f- different first name. Uh, Come on. Uh, Jesus. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, let's Move go. on. To- the quarterback for the Chicago Bears up until a few That's right. Quarterback for the Bears up until a few years ago. Smoking uh, bad attitude on uh, the bench. Jay Cutler. Yes. Jay Cutler. Uh, uh, how about this? Uh, outfielder for the Blue Jays in the 2000s, uh, second all time in Toronto history in hits, doubles, and RBIs. Number ten, an outfielder for the Blue Jays. Joe No. Oh, come wow. on. Oh, Lenny. Vernon Wells oh, was wow. the answer. Only ah, that's six, terrible. Only 60 points for Ben and Lenny.
9: Lenny. Oh, what boy. happened, Lenny? I don't, I don't know. Vernon about,
1: Wells, come on
9: now. I don't know about Ben's uh, you know, strategy, strategy of going line. for the 100 point there.
1: Well, don't talk Mr. Uh, Taco yeah, yeah. Bell uh, over there. <laughs> Hold on a sec here. Calm down. Let's see, let's see how you do, Okay. Uh,
9: all right, Dustin. We've got rookie of the year. I got really creative with this category. These athletes all won rookie of the year. Ooh. Oh wow! All yep, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Forty-five seconds on the clock. Let's go. Uh, former Panthers quarterback, now with the Patriots. Cam Newton. Uh, he won rookie of the year last year for the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Yep. Murray. Yep. Uh, this guy plays for the uh, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Dantik. Yes. Oh, wow. uh, what a good clue. clue. <laughs> <laughs> hey well, it's rookie of the year. He knows. Uh, this guy called the timeout when he didn't have any for Michigan, the Fab Five. Uh, Chris Webber. Yes. In the lead. Uh, pitcher for the Angels, best pitcher of all time. Oh, no, okay. I'm just, <laughs> uh, he hits any pitches. He's from Japan. Pass. uh One yeah, of the uh, one of the Angels' best uh, hit, like sluggers of all time. Uh, he has a different Flan fish Guerrero. for. No, he has a different fish for a last name. Not Trout. Mike Trout. Uh, Tim Salmon.
4: Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. That's a big one. Whoa. That's a big, big one. one. Uh, you did not get Shohei Otani, but
1: 180 points. Right. And right. so well, it's back me. to uh, Ben and you Guys are in trouble, guys. That was an easy. Oh, I'm not in trouble at all. Lenny, <laughs> get some smelling sauce, hurry up. Wake up, right, Lenny. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Come on. You're a great, you're a Lenny. great game show He's wasting player. Time.
9: Lenny. All right, Lenny, you've got the Buddy Holly story or Lethal Weapon? Give me uh, Buddy
6: Holly.
1: All right, uh, 45 seconds. These athletes all wore glasses or wear glasses. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. You're on your way and go. Known for the sky hook from the Lakers. Yes, a running back for the LA Rams in the 1980s. Eric yes, uh, Mister October for the Yankees and the Rick Angels. Jackson. Yes, uh, the small forward for the Lakers in the Showtime days with Magic and James Byron. Worley. Yes, a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, his greatest other than Dan Marino, he uh, one was on the Super Bowl winning team. He got hurt. Um, uh, um, El well, No, no, feet, his son. Yes, yes. You're in the lead. Uh, yes. Uh, white guy center for the Minneapolis Lakers, number 99. In the early, yes. Oh uh, forward for the Chicago Bulls. He he ratted out Michael Our Jordan. Strength. Yeah. Yep. We yep. ran the bar. That's Talk, 400. Talk about an easy category. All right, 400 total back. points. Wow. Go, go,
9: Justin. All right, all right, hurry. Lethal not we- in trouble. Lethal weapon, Dustin. These guys are all known to like guns. All right, all right. Go. The mailman from the Jazz. Carl Malone. Uh, center from the Magic. He went to the Lakers. Then he left. Now he's back with the Lakers. McGee- uh, Dwight Howard. Yes. Uh, Peyton Manning's first number one receiver. He might have killed Marvin someone. Hanson. Yes. Uh, uh, player for the Mets and the Yankees. His last name is a fruit. Gerald Strawberry. Yes, uh, linebacker for the Steelers. He's bald. He's huge. He's got huge muscles. James Harrison. Yes. Uh this Ooh. guy his nickname is like Captain. He was a uh, forward on the Pacers during the James
8: Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, you're in the lead. Uh, you win. That's uh, it. Oh, yeah. my God. You won. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Lenny.
1: Wow. Well you done. Took... I, That's listen. a nice comeback there, Cooper. Oh, my God. No. Good job, Dustin. No, Dustin yeah. wow. What a game. Off. What a game. Dustin. It was not a great game. Lenny
8: took <laughs> off the first round. Taco Bell. I have to get a free Chalupa box tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Taco Bell for everyone. Free, yes. free Chalupa box. Except for Ben. Yes,
4: I don't
1: get any, though. I don't <laughs> want to. I'm fasting.